Hey everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Joy. And KT. And we have a special guest with us coming all the way from What About Your Friends Podcast. Hey, it's Charnel. <laughs> it's Charnel. Yeah. Everybody give a hand and clap to Charnel. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Oh, I feel so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on with us today. Um, we're going to have a really good time. We got some good topics. Before we get started, Charnel, do you mind plugging your social media and um, your podcast, please? I do not. I love when people pay attention to me. So you can find me on on Instagram, on Twitter, and Snapchat if you like that kind of thing. It's all one name. It's at Charnel B. I'll spell it. It's C-H-A-R-N-E-I-L-B. You can check out my show. Uh, What about your friends? I host it with my really, really good friend, Frankie. Uh, it's all we talk all about life, love, all that mess from the lens of queer people of color. I really love doing it. He loves it too. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Yes. Stitcher. What about your friends? <laughs> a podcast. We love those guys. What about guys. your friends? You know, I know Joy I to sing you. it. You, you want to sing it every time? <laughs> 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 and remember, you can find us on social media. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. We have a Twitter at talk it out underscore pod. We have an Instagram at talk it out podcast. We have a website. You can listen to episodes and read blog posts at tiopodcast.com. Hit us up there and uh, tell us what you think about this episode that we had with Charnel. So let's get right into it. Today's topics are going to be like very random and all over the place, but I think they're important to talk about. And I think we're going to have some good discussions and some debates as well. (laughs) So that's why I picked them. That's why I picked them. Okay. So the first topic I I wanted us to talk about was to not today, but I think like around Wednesday, someone that I was following on Facebook shared this video of this couple. It was a, a man and a woman, and the man was trying to get away from the woman because apparently I don't know he had been she had been abusing him or she had been treating him wrong or whatever, and he was trying to physically. Get, move himself away from the woman, but the woman would not let him go. He even went to lengths where he was like about to throw himself onto the train tracks because he was so fed up with the woman and how he she had been treating him and for her putting his hands on him and all that stuff. And um, the caption, of course, was making fun of the guy saying, you know, something just crazy. And everybody in the comments were like, there were some people that were like, uh, she's gone too far, man. You know, bees ain't s. You know all that crazy stuff. But there was also a lot of comments saying, "Dude, you weak, dude. Why don't you just leave her?" You know, just crazy stuff. And I thought it was just interesting the way we talk about male victims of domestic violence because had it been the roles been reversed, it would have been so much outrage and everybody would have been saying, you know, the man is trash. But in that instance, it was kind of just making fun of the male victim. So, so what do y'all think about the way we treat male domestic violence victims? And, and what, what would y'all have done in that situation? Had you seen a couple, a man and a woman, you know, arguing like that? Would you have intervened? Whoever wants to go first. Mm, I'll go first. Uh, and I'll go first. <laughs> I'm sick. So I, I kind of want to get mine out the way. Um, so I think that... 
if I was the person holding that camera, like if I was the one filming all of that, like the better part of me wants to say that yes, I would have stepped in or yes, I would have called the police or something. But like also the other part of me knows who I am as a person and knows that I actually, whenever uh, me and Gabby were just becoming friends or whatever, we were at the mall one day and we seen this couple outside and they were just arguing over, like, in, in their truck, outside their truck, and the woman was throwing stuff at the guy and all this stuff. And, like, me and Gabby just sat there and watched them. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, a part of, like, me as a person not wanting to be inside their business or because, like, obviously it wasn't right, but, like, I don't really know. Like, it, we're, I know we were wrong for just sitting there watching them argue, Gabby. But, <laughs> but we didn't do anything about it, you know? Yeah. Like, me, like as a person, I know I want to say yes, I would have stopped it. But, like, I know I wouldn't. So. That's a shame. <laughs> that is a shame. It's shameful. All right. So I can I can appreciate that, though, because growing up, I was always taught to um, mind my business and uh-huh. things like that happen. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up in the projects and whatnot. So a lot of things went down in the hood that, you know, you turned your head to unless it got out of control, you know, unless it spilled over, like children were involved. And, but now at like 27 and being a grown man and making my own choices, like I would have, I would have like intervened. I don't know if I would have gotten in between the two of them and like tried to get her to stop. Cause I'm not trying to catch blows you know, like that, because she was reckless, but yeah, right. I would have been, I would have, because you saw her, she was like molly whopping, and I don't have energy yeah. for that, but I would have told, you know, I would have gotten up and be like, hey, 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 like, what's going on? And, you know, if she would have swung on me, like, I don't know what I would have done, like, you know, so, I mean, but I do, but I would have, I would have said something, and if I was filming that, you know, I would have, I would have at least stood up, but also, like, to talk, to uh, touch on what Casey said, like I'm as a black man, like I'm afraid to call the police on two black folks arguing mm-hmm. because exactly. you never know who makes the assumptions pulling up, who's dangerous and who's not, yeah. and who yeah. you know might get injured or killed, you know, off off the jump. So I'm like, oh no, like who exactly. do you call? What do you do? So that's one of those moments where you kind of doing nothing is kind of like the safest option for everyone at one point. But when he tried to like Except kill himself or hurt bed. himself, Except for the who? Except for the guy. Yeah, except for the guy. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, it was it was, it's, it was, hard for me, but I think I, I would have jumped in. And I don't know if I, I don't want to ramble on because I don't want to touch on the other part of the question without Joy or Gabby saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joy. Uh, I, I just, first of all, I don't, to whoever hears this and whoever watches this video of that man getting horribly abused by that woman. I um I just want to condemn him because yes. he showed a lot of restraint because he could have re- he could have really done more to get her off of him. That mm-hmm. is that's a given. But he even if the words that he said, he said, I don't know. I read some of the comments as well, Gabby, and I don't know if you caught this, but he said to her, I love you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I just give me a second and I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, he, did he said that. those words. He said those words, and to me, that just was like, it, I, my my heart actually hurt for both of them because hurt people hurt people. That is the best advice that my mom has always given me, and she is 
it, it's clear that she is insecure that she's mm. a hurt person that she does not know how to communicate because nobody taught her that but it also hurts for him because he has shown tremendous strength by not doing whatever he had to do mm -hmm. to get himself away from her and him trying to take his own life with the train was to get her to wake up and say hey i need you to let me go and be she did not do that and that it really disturbed me you guys like i couldn't even sleep wow i couldn't even sleep. like i watched the video that's probably because i watched the video while i was in bed but i couldn't <laughs> sleep because like once once i um i was watching on my phone and once i put my phone down i was just up thinking i had to watch something else to you know get my mind off that and even after i did that i couldn't i was like what is bothering me but it was a video so so what would you do in this situation joy if you saw that happening would you interfere would you just be like yeah well, I have interfered before, <laughs> like I told you off one time. I, I uh, it was a couple arguing, and maybe it was because the 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 man was um very intimidating towards the woman mm -hmm. that I said something. I don't know, but I would like to think I would have stepped in here at least. Said, um, I would have probably stepped in and said something like, um. You should probably take this somewhere else or uh, yeah. you should probably, you know, at least give him a chance to let to for him for her to let him go or take the domestic abuse somewhere else. Not on this yeah. train. <laughs> Not yeah. on this train, yeah. man. <laughs> we'll take that, it somewhere that's else. Just, they give the girl a chance to let him go. Oh, yeah. I might give him a little guy a chance yeah. to away. Well, y'all know my answer to everything. I called the police. So <laughs> the police would have been called. <laughs> Right then, I, I would have told the lady, I'm calling the police. You fake. You're right so then. fake. First of all, no, because listen, because I feel like it just, the only people that could really do something, because I don't want to get stabbed, nobody else wants to get stabbed or shot. So just call the police, and the, maybe if they see the police, then they'll kind of disperse and go on about the business. So I'd have yeah. to call the police. <laughs> like the basic white lady I am. But, uh, so, so what does, so let's go, go make to, it, make it. Let's go to the, the, the main, the main topic of this. So, so what, what do y'all think about the way we treat male victims of abuse? Uh, so I think, I think Joy kind of, kind of outlined it. Like the, the way Joy explained it, she said that, you know, she, she felt sorry for them both. But if if we were looking at this and the roles were were flipped, everyone would be saying, "No, that man was wrong. That is awful. You should not supposed to do that." Blah 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 blah. But, and like they would not be feeling sorry for that guy at all. But I think when it's like this, then we treat the female, or I'm sorry, the woman, the woman. and the male <laughs> in that situation the same way. And I, I just, for me, I, don't, I would not, I'm not going to feel sorry for her. Like, I don't care if she's been hurt before. I don't care. I don't care about that. What I care about is the fact that you holding this man hostage and that he feels like he's so, you know, he's, he's willing to die because of the way that you act and react towards him. And honestly, like, I just feel like, again, if the roles were reversed, we would be, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Probably true. Like, not, that's it. Yeah. We wouldn't even be having yeah. this combo. 
Even though I think it's an important combo to have, we're, but when, by saying she sympathizes with the woman, it's not saying, you know, the woman is writing what she's doing. But it is saying that there's, you know, it's not just cut and dry. It's not just good yeah. and bad. There's it's always a, it's always a, a deeper area. issue yeah. because, believe it or not, you guys, I have been in, I have people who are close to me who have been in situations like this, and I have talked, you know, well, he should, he's so stupid, he's dumb, you know, he's just a plain out, he's an abuser, just admit it, he's an abuser. I've said those words, but I've also felt very sorry for those, for for him, I felt sorry for the woman, I felt sorry for the, the just the people involved in general, because I know from um, my experiences that everything is not you know, always some, some, some people are just abusive by nature. You know what I mean? Hmm. They don't care. Hmm. Is that right? They are, yeah, they're, they're mean, just mean people. Me. Just mean. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> just mean. So, but some people are hurt. They don't, they don't have, they don't know how to express themselves. Right. Well, you, I, sure I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, so I, I, I will agree and disagree with some of the things that you said only because I do not believe, and this is, this is kind of cerebral for me. So I'm not trying to say that your feelings are wrong, but if I had to cut it out of a book, um, I don't believe that people are abusive by nature. I don't think that people are naturally hurtful by nature. Those kind of things like insulting, demeaning, humiliating, harming people are things that are taught and normalized. And so, but speaking, back to how we treat male victims if all rolls into one is that it's funny that every time we talk about domestic violence whether it be a woman to man or a man to woman that we immediately humanize the woman no matter what role she yep that's and we talk about we talk about how she's been hurt before and so this is what she's doing because she and it's true hurt people will hurt people but hurt people should also find help mm-hmm. and we should also right. be helping people find help oh and that's so deep <laughs> Stop. But I think that <laughs> so so. But this is, this goes back to what I was saying about uh, abuse and harmful behavior and toxic behavior being normalized and learned is that they have a five year old daughter, and if she's growing up seeing mommy treat daddy like this or daddy treat mommy like this, that's how she's going to form her her ideas about what a healthy relationship looks like because they won't leave each other. So if this works, if they stay together, even with all this ruckus and all this turmoil, this must be what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. So going forward, if someone else doesn't nip that in the bud, if she doesn't have a praying grandma or an overbearing auntie somewhere or a nosy (laughs) uncle like me, that's going to be like, what you need to do is stop this right now. She's going to go forward and she's going to be that she's going to grow up to be that woman who's going to be maybe I'm not going to say she's going to start beating people up. But she might be she, she might be verbally abusive, emotionally uh-huh. abusive, you know. So you've got to be able to have conversations with little boys about how it's okay to feel feelings, it's okay to say things, and have uh, those conversations with little girls too. That boys don't have to be tough all the time, and don't expect them to be all hardy and rough all the time. Let them cry, and when they do cry, and when they do say how they feel, believe them and don't shame them for it. Right. So if exactly. all those things start happening then male victims will be believed because that bleeds over past domestic violence. It goes into like assault and rape and uh-huh. all that stuff. Yeah. And 
that believe that pe- that men are human. I don't understand why people think that they're not like they're these aliens who can take everything on and should yeah. just take everything else. So because uh, men, dang it, yeah, right. I mean, I wish I was that kind of man. Damn, like I wish I was. <laughs> I, I was wish I was too. God, <laughs> man, damn. Yeah. <laughs> We got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. And you know, you know what that kind of reminds me of? You know, in school, you know, they always say, boys, you never supposed to hit a girl. But then girls, we like take that as like a challenge to hit the boys as much as we can and be like, all right, you can't hit us back. Because it's like, we, See, we I don't have- believe that. I believe she should get smacked in her face. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> oh my God. Violence. Like, I, I don't believe in that. If, if you. I believe if a person wants to engage in violent activity, they should expect violent activity back at them. And whoever doesn't, and whoever doesn't, man or female, they show restraint and strength most of the time. So you're saying if if your girl hit was playing with a boy and hit him, you would be okay with the boy punching in the face. No, what the violence uh-huh. has to if the violence has to like be proportional. Like you can't punch somebody who slapped you on the arm. <coughs> but you're okay <laughs> with, her, with him slapping your daughter on the arm. On the arm? Yes, I am. Okay. My- like, it's, not, it's not even that screwed up. It's not even that bad because, like, I remember, I remember growing up and that being the rationale too. Like, you know, if someone puts their hands on you, you put your hands on them. Um, but like my like I was always taught to keep my hands to myself. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter like male, female, whatever, keep your hands to yourself. But also my I remember my grandma having my grandma's from down south, so like nineteen thirties Mississippi, mm-hmm. where they were smacking women around for sport. Like yeah. so she she had her own experiences with my grandfather and all that. And she used to tell my tell my sister, like, look, like you might think you're big and bad. But don't run up on nobody unless you're willing to start a fight and be fought exactly. back. Like, don't exactly. do not run up on a man and punch him in the face and think he's going to step back and say, whoa, what did I do wrong? you got to, like, if you're going to, you, you're going to be met with the same aggression. Exactly. But exactly. I would say there is a level of maturity that comes with that. Like, I could get hit by, with someone right now at 27 and be like, what? And, like, take a minute to gather myself unless yeah. another hit comes. But, like... <laughs> But there should be like there should be that first like coming to yourself, that coming to Jesus moment. Like, wait a minute, is this worth prison? Is this like, exactly who is this person? So right. like, I, I get it though. I I get that, but I just you shouldn't run up on nobody. Doesn't matter who you are, unless you're willing to engage in that fight. Like, unless you're willing to really throw down and brawl, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Right, but I, I think my uh. my point was that like we teach. It's like, boy, you're never supposed to hit a girl, but it's never like we, right. nobody's never supposed to hit anybody. Like, I feel like That's if true. we just keep make the conversation plain, keep your hands to yourself like you would talk, then I feel like a lot of these instances and stuff could be avoided. But a lot of people, you know, they walk around like they big and bad and they feel like they can do whatever they want. So me. Yeah, like KT, that's why she gets, <laughs> that's why she gets in plenty of fights. KT has actually oh, never been in a fight. He's never been in a fight. I what? Can't fight. I Have you, fight. Gabby? I just Have really I get... been in a fight. No. Um, <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I just really get beat up, honestly. 
what? Yeah, but that's what like, I always said. Like, honestly, there's these people at work that always, like, mess with me and stuff and say they're going to fight me and stuff like that. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to get beat up, but that's cool. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, whatever. Okay, oh, no. hey, tell me where they are. I will go fight. I'll go fight them, okay? Exactly. I'm over Thank here. You. Like, Thank you very much. I wish somebody would run up to me at work and be like, right now, I'll fight you. I'm like, well, we can do it right now. We got to finish Exactly. This Forget outside. <laughs> Face an opportunity. Let's do this right here, right now. <laughs> like you got me mistaken for someone who likes their job. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be ready. <laughs> All right. The next topic is so. A article came out actually. Floyd Mayweather, you know who everybody loved, <sighs> like a month ago. Um, he came out and said some things about uh, Donald Trump. You know, saying he respects Donald Trump. For the um, grab them by the you know what comments, and um, because you know it was locker room talk and it's all good, you know he respects that. And so I wanted to hear what y'all thought about that. If you're surprised by him, you know supporting sexual assault, and also <laughs> why we um you know like if you just listen to hip hop music throughout the years, Donald Trump is actually like a big guy like if somebody wants to say they get money they say they like i'm like donald trump or i'm like the black donald trump like why was donald trump like revered like just he's a criminal wait 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 why was he revered just like two years ago (laughs) but now it's like oh donald trump is a white supremacist so let's go to the first question what do y'all think about floyd mayweather and his comments um about donald trump are you surprised Disappointed, but not surprised. Excuse me. Uh, Not surprised. Floyd Mayweather is also the one with domestic abuse, right? Uh Yeah. 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 So disappointed, but not surprised. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. I I think it kind of plays into, um, like he said, locker room talk. Misogyny is full on 100% there, I feel like. So that, I mean, it makes sense. What he said, cool. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm- All right, so <laughs> it was like I was, I was, I was trying to be polite and let everyone else go. First. You go, you go, you no, go. go Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Oh no, no, what? Okay, Chardonnay. <laughs> like, Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> go Chardonnay. Okay. And it begins. I was like, y'all drinking over there? No. So. <laughs> no, no, Floyd. You're right, Floyd Wayne. Floyd Wayne Mather. I can't say that. I sound like him. Oh God. Uh, no, so Floyd Mayweather, oh, you're right. He has all the domestic violence charges and all the accusations. So I don't believe he respects or values women outside of what he can use them for. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. he agrees with someone who's just as trash as he is, as Donald Trump, and he's like, well, I get it, man, because we all talk like that. I'm like, nah, dudes who don't care about women, don't view them as people with brains and thoughts and skills, view women and talk like that. Like, it's a, it's, it's okay. I mean, I've been in locker rooms. I played basketball. Like I've heard uh-huh. people say reckless things and I've been in barber shops and, and we, I've heard just today people say reckless things about women mm-hmm. and you know, but like, I understand the hyper masculinity of this space. And even in those spaces, you're supposed to tell people to shut up, but Donald Trump ain't say it in a locker room and Floyd Mayweather doesn't limit that talk to a locker room mm-hmm. to a place where it's nothing but men. But it's, but it's a place where men have, will breed ideas and they have the power to go fuck people over with those ideas. Yep. So I think 
that he should keep his mouth shut and probably go back to reading the Berenstein Bears or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Berenstain, they said. It's not Berenstain. Well, as, as what... I said what I said. <laughs> uh, Joy, what you think? I have been waiting for this. Because I would like to say that stupid, unbelievable (laughs) damn, okay? Because is that right? Because in fact I know that my like my dad and his friends, uh, I remember a time when uh, I don't know which fight it was because I'm not like a fighter or watcher fighter, but um it was like a party because the fight was about to happen. Everybody was like, "Oh, I'm for Floyd Mayweather." Blah blah blah. He, you know, he's he's a, he's a big man on campus. Blah blah blah. So if you know you have all this power and you know you have all this influence, why are you gonna go and say some stupid sugar honeyness like that? Mm-hmm. That's first. Secondly, like Charnel said, Donald Trump did not say that in front of no. Uh, boys at the locker room uh, when they was just getting out the shower, you know, you know, or, or when they was getting on, walking up into the workout room. No, they didn't do that. He said it on a bus after an interview thinking he was cool. It's not like, and then you take into account everything else he said, he meant it. Okay? So, that it just goes ahead and gives all the uh, assaulters in the world, all the little, all the little assaulters and the bad people in the world that say, "Oh, I just can go grab any woman in the world." That gives them the okay. Now, does Mike? T- not Mike Tyson. <laughs> I was going to say Mike Tyson. <laughs> does Floyd Mayweather have a daughter? I think so. Okay. Now, would. He was Floyd Mayweather, like some random dude, to go and grab his daughters by the crotch area, or grab his sister by the crotch area, or his niece. The reason that men react so violently like that when it's their daughter or their sister or their mom, because they claim ownership yep. of these women. Mm. So that's the only reason. It's a possession thing. It's not a. It's not even. I don't even think it's a love thing. Like so you can tell. Like because if you can't have you know respect for women outside of you having sex with them. And then when it's your daughter, now all of a sudden you're touching, you're encroaching on mine. She ain't supposed to be, she's supposed to be respected because she's special because she belongs to me. Mm-hmm. You hear it all the time when they're like, that's someone's auntie, that's someone's sister, that's someone's daughter. It shouldn't have to be your anything for you to respect this person. And human so, like, yeah. Floyd, everybody is somebody's daughter. Mm-hmm. So Floyd's just trash. But go ahead, Joy, I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> all I had to say. I just really wanted to, I wanted to be in his face and just... <laughs> My, just just do that to him because it's just awful. It's just horrible. And, you know, and people in the black community, especially, we, a lot of our younger children look up to uh, people in sports. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for him to say that and know how much authority he has, especially over younger, younger people, younger males, younger black males, was a horrible um, a sense of responsibility. How about that? Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if the backlash will be as bad. Because, you know, okay, so Floyd Mayweather is, um, what do you call it? Not encouraging, but kind of endorsing Donald Trump's sexist comments. But I wonder if the backlash, because I haven't, I've seen some <coughs> backlash kind of on Twitter, but not as much. I, I haven't seen people, like, calling for a boycott, even though he's not fighting anymore. But, you know, if I wonder if he would have, like, said he'd agreed with, like, some racist stuff Donald Trump had said. I wonder then if there would be more backlash. Because I feel like now it's kind of just like, ugh, nasty trash, and then we go on about our business. <laughs> but I feel like if it... Because I, you know, black power is for black men. So people going to talk about it for mm-hmm. a second, but they're not really going to care about it. But it's just, it's just a hot mess. Floyd Mayweather, I already went on my rant about him. He's trash. He needs to go sit down somewhere. He needs help, obviously. He sounds like he's been through a lot. And he's put through people through a lot. So he needs help. Okay, so about my, my next question. Why why has Donald Trump been a staple in the hip-hop community? And why has he, he been the symbol of success that a lot of people have used in their music to equate with wealth and power and, and something good? Why has he always been revered? What, what do y'all Ooh. think? Can I give a simple answer? Sure. Because he's a rich white man, and yeah. those three things equal power and importance. And so when you are black, and everyone seems to think if you can replicate all the things that white folks, or at least rich white folks do, that means you are somehow, in, I don't know, empowered as well. And that means you are also, you know, kind of like escalating to this other point or elevated to this extra point mm-hmm. where now you are like, Calling sh- your shot callers and you're this and you're changing lives and but the, tr- the truth really is that you don't. It's all <laughs> like yeah. you can't. So like Donald Trump has always been it because Donald Trump has always been brash. He's mm-hmm. always been candid. He's always been rude. He's always been <laughs> like inappropriate. Yeah. But he's always been rich and maintained a position. So that's all the things people want to do because people don't want to grow up and be mature. People oh, don't want to yeah. grow up and be and do the right thing. They want to get their money and act a fool and know they can keep it. So they want to be the black Donald Trump. I'm like, I don't ever want to be the black Donald Trump anything. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be anything relatively close to Donald Trump. Trump. But that's also, again, that's also what we teach men about masculinity Mm. and what it means to have power because Donald Trump at its core represents masculinity because he can protect and provide. Yeah. And so if you could do, if you could do those two things and look like a fucking baller while doing it, why not? You know, so, I mean, I got it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I used to bop to the songs. And they'd be like, I'm trumping it up. I'm like, fuck yeah, me too. I keep yeah. swearing at y'all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, because it makes me feel good. Because we've all, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to New York City. Dang, it really got up. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> Jesus. You, you good? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I know she's she's tickled. <laughs> you dropping? I literally hate her. Yeah, I'm dropping it. I hate you. Uh, but I don't. I don't know if you guys have ever. Have you guys been to New York City? Uh, I have not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that big money. Joy's been. 
Yeah, okay. So, because it's always, it's weird for me because I'm from Connecticut. So, New York, mm-hmm. New York City is no big thing. It's like it's right there and it's not that impressive. Right. So, we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but, Uh-oh. <laughs> I know somebody's going to be mad about that. But it's not because I can I can hop on a train and be there in two hours. Mm-hmm. But, no, so when you but when you when you're in New York, especially if you're a hip hop and you're in New York and you're walking down, uh, I don't care. Is it, is it Fifth Ave? Oh, and you see the Trump Building, yeah, and it's huge, and his name is all over everything. Like having your name on something, having something laying claim, like that is it. Like that's the goal is to own and get yes. prosper and be big. Mm. So like he's a symbol, even though even if they don't really believe it, like it, Floyd Mayweather doesn't have to agree with his racist ideas, but. Trump as a symbol means things to people. And even people are like, I want to be a businessman like Donald Trump. And I'm like, you want to fail? But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I think I, it was supposed to be a short answer, but I, I do mm-hmm. think that like that's in a nutshell for me is why like black hip hop artists will like latch onto the Trump name and think that it means something special when really it means nothing. I almost swore and I caught myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is working on me. What'd you think, Joy? I actually think he said everything, but to be honest, before his presidency, I really didn't, you know, think about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So I can't give a comment because I really didn't think about him. He wasn't on my radar. Why do you guys think that? Okay, so Donald Trump has been a symbol of, I guess, capitalism, of patriarchy. Right. You know, a lot of things that yep. that hip hop. Um, celebrate sometimes, but what what do you think now makes everybody like? Oh, we, we hate Trump now. Why is now everybody against him? What do you think caused it's the shift? Stupid. I mean, he's the same person. Go. He hasn't changed. <laughs> I mean, I would know that though. Like, I really wouldn't because, I, like I said, he wasn't on my radar. But why people don't like him is because he's stupid. I mean, there's no other way I really can say that because he doesn't think for himself. He just. He's not even the president. Bannon is. Bannon gone. Was. Was. Now it's just whoever, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's who is whoever running the White House. It's, it's not him. The problem with Trump is that Trump is like a talking head. He's one of those people that like, he talks about the good stuff, but he doesn't know how to make the good stuff happen. You know? And he yeah, also yeah. Like, he has the people. Because my fear with Donald Trump, I think people are hate Donald Trump now is because Donald Trump is gunning for them. It's, it was never like, if he's out here, if he's out here talking about grabbing women by their private parts, if you're a dude, you ain't got a, you ain't got a vagina, you're all right. Like, yeah, I would grab him too, Donald. Like, Floyd's like, yeah, me too, I talk like that. She got a fatty, I gotta grab it. You know, it's Ew, like, whatever, right. but now it's like, oh, I'm coming for your, I'm coming for your housing, I'm coming for your employment, mm-hmm. I'm coming for your children, I'm coming for your sisters, I'm coming for you. Like, so that's that's one reason why you don't like Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is just trash because he is stupid. But the fear was always that people around him know what they're doing. Mm. Like, he can be dumb as he wants to be. It's the Paul Ryans and the Mike Pence's and the Mitch McConnell's. The people who know how to work government and know how to, you know, move politically that are going to, I'm going to swear again, they're going to mess us up and screw us over. And that's why Donald Trump is scary now. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure there are rappers out here still talking about being, you know, being like Donald Trump because either they're, you know, living with Patrick Starr, or they really just don't <laughs> give a damn. So I don't know Trump. I I don't want to get into Trump because, but he is trash. Always will be trash, and you should be afraid of him, and you should be you should not like him. And if you do, I do not like you. That's <laughs> <laughs> KT likes Trump. She voted for him. But I didn't vote at all. 
Don't Ooh. get KT jumped. You about to get over here. <laughs> I know, right? No. The sole white lady voted for Trump. Voted for Trump. No, I didn't. Oh, there's 53% of them did, so there's a lot more than oh, just yeah. KT. <laughs> I, might, I might as well be thrown in there. I will, I will get jumped. I will get jumped. That's fine with me. Get jumped for Trump. Okay, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I just wanted to say... Um, I need to know why KT's so willing to take a behind whoop. Like, right, there's so something to with that. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> we we'll have to talk about that room, Teal Black. Uh, anyway. Black. Uh, have, have me on that one because I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell y'all, uh, I was just going to say, the only thing I wanted to say was, Trump is trash, but give me that cash. Like, <laughs> like that is the, the best way to describe like everything Bars. that we just said, Trump is trash, but give me that cash. I think that oh. um, exactly what Charnel said that people basically they want that they want they want that quote unquote white supremacy status. Like mm-hmm. they just want the the fame, the fortune, and to continue on that. And that's really all that Trump shows us too. Like before before he became president, the only thing that I ever remember of seeing him on, I think was like some random TV show in the 90s and he was just talking about how great of a businessman he was and like boasting himself up. So I think a lot of the time, like the people who did vote for him were the people who, you know, who remember that and looked at him as if, hey, he got that money and we got to figure out how we how we can get that money like him. But little do they know, mm-hmm. you're still poor, and he's still taking all your stuff. So because capitalism, I mean, he's yeah, not I mean, talking it's about capitalism. That's he's really not talking it. about changing the whole economic system. This mm-hmm. man is a billionaire. That means in order for him to be rich, you have to be poor. Right. So th- there's nothing going to change. And I just think it's it's interesting um, because I I personally think if Donald Trump would have never said that stuff about the Mexicans and about, you know, the kind of iffy racist stuff about the black people, that he would have probably had more of the black male vote. Because I feel like a lot of the stuff he was pushing for, it they still would have been on board. But it's because he went into their racist stuff that they were like, well, you know, we can't really support Trump. Because, you know, like the, the, the sexism mm-hmm. stuff, you know, we can look past that. And, you know, economics, you know, the man is rich. Everybody wants to be rich. So he appeals to a, a wide audience. It's just that their racism stuff kind of alienated oh, yeah. alienated some people. But it just shows you how, you know, politics is just really, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of selfish because, you know, people, the only reason that they, a lot of people care about Donald Trump is because he said something negative about him. Not because he's just a terrible person. But because he said something directly negative to them. To them themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's why a lot of white poor men are still like on board. Because it's like, well, he ain't said none about us yet. Yep. Even though like none of his policies support actually getting you a job. It's oh. just that he, you know, right. he hasn't offended you yet. But That should be the problem, that he hasn't said nothing about you yet. Like, that should be, <laughs> that oh, it's should be why you're concerned. <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't said nothing negatively or positively about your bro behind you. He's more concerned about taking away your health care <laughs> and sending home your co-workers across the border more so than me. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> see? See? I just hate. I just I can't stand conservative voters because like they'll yell at they'll yell at us about. Oh, I identify as incredibly liberal, but mm-hmm. they yell at us about us not being rational or us voting against our best interests. And I'm like, your best interest is ours. And I'm like, you're poor all the time. Like, all the time. <laughs> 
Like, you've been poor forever. Like, you realize that you've been working 25 years and can't own a home because of these wages. You keep voting for people who are promising you nothing yep. oh because God. of because of what you're paying. It's just, it's just insane to me. I don't know. I'm just like, you should be... I mean, there's that quote um, that's from, like, World War II, and I don't know if it was Winston Churchill or if it was um, another one or some... I don't, I don't know. Calvin Coolidge is probably... That's, I think that's pretty... I, I think that's from Like Mike. But there was like when they came for the Jews, I said nothing. When they came for so and so, I said nothing. But when they came for me, there's no one to speak up for me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that's how people that's how people always act is like, as long as it's not me. But I'm like, poor white folks don't understand. They've always come for you. And that's why yep. you've been poor. They just never tell you they're coming for uh-huh. you. And that's why you don't anything you've been bamboozled hoodwinked you know swindled and you don't even realize it yet <laughs> so and it's just amazing to me and, and, uh, and i agree with you charno like 100 I you reminded me i remember when trump like was becoming president or whatever and uh my mom they're they're really terribly terrible terribly racist my mom and my stepdad and um I remember, like, thinking to myself, like, you guys are literally idiots. Like, if you, <laughs> if you vote for Trump, you are an idiot. Like, literally, he's not going to provide you any more jobs than anybody else has uh, in the past, whatever. And, like, like, literally, it made no sense to me. And I remember telling my dad, I was like, Dad, like, what is mom thinking, you know? Like, she's literally going to vote for someone who's not even here for her. She is still poor. Like, she's not rich. She lives in a two-bedroom <laughs> house with, like, 15 people. I don't get it. Like, how are you going to live yes, in a two-bedroom yes, house? drag your mom. Like, no, it's like, it just, it didn't make any sense to me. She always, like, when we were growing up, she was always like, I'm so poor, we're so poor, we can't do this, we can't do that, we're so poor, blah, 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 blah. My mom had to go through, uh, what's it called? Uh, where you have so much, you have so much debt that you have to clear it off. What's it? Uh, bankruptcy. Yeah, she had to go through bankruptcy and like all this other stuff. And like to me, I whenever Trump was becoming president, she, her, and my stepdad are like, "Yeah, we're gonna vote for Trump." I was just like, "What kind of idiot are you? You're not helping yourself." And you guys, like, it made <laughs> no sense to me. Thing. Wait, Joy, what? My dad said the exact same thing. Your dad voted for. He said he was. Mm. I tried to convince him otherwise, and he said, "Oh, I didn't think about it like that." But knowing my father, he he still did. I, I have a <laughs> I have a ninety five percent feeling that he voted for Trump. Your dad's gonna have to square up. Oh, That's yeah, right. help the people. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, be my guest. <laughs> Not consistent to him. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. There's a lot to unpack there, and I won't go into it. So, <laughs> so much. The next uh, okay. topic. The next topic is a new study that was even more depressing than the one that we told y'all about <laughs> a couple months ago or a month ago. <laughs> uh, it was an article by The Guardian, which says um, the median wealth of Black Americans will fall to zero by 2053. And let me get a quote. Let me get the quote. It says, by 2020, median black and Latino households stand to lose nearly 18 and 12 percent of their wealth they held in 2013, while median white household wealth increases by 3 percent. 
At that point, just three years from now, white households are projected to own 86 times more wealth than black households and 68 times more wealth than Latino households. With the U.S. set to become majority minority by 2044, researchers say this spells major economic peril for the nation. If the racial wealth divide continues to accelerate, the economic conditions of black and Latino households will have an increasingly adverse impact on the economy writ large. Because the majority of U.S. households will no longer have enough wealth to stake their claim in the middle class. So um, I will put the link to that article in in the uh, description. But pretty much what it's saying is we're all screwed um, if you're not white. And so, um, first of all, what did y'all what did y'all think when y'all heard that news that you know it's even worse than we thought? And then I'll go to the next question. So, so what did y'all think when y'all heard um, read that article? Um. I think that this is a good example of white supremacy. Okay. And I think that, like, this just validates the fact <coughs> that white supremacy is still going on. Mm. Like, I don't know how more else to explain that other than, yes, that's white supremacy right there. What if somebody says, well, it's just because black people don't work hard enough. But that's not true. Like, we, it's not about not, quote unquote, working hard enough in a white supremacy way. White supremacy, capitalism, and how our economic system is set up is that white men, white women, we get the one up on everybody, basically. It's not, oh, we're working hard, play hard. That, that's not how it works in the type of system that we have set up here. Hmm. You know what makes me upset? I just want to say what? something because I, re- I really got this. I got the article, but then I really kind of didn't get it. But what makes me upset, you guys, is The View. Wait, I'm sorry, what? The View, the, the TV, the, like the talk show. Yes, The View, not her specifically. But one conservative on there, what is her name? I don't know. Jebediah? Jebediah? Jebediah. Mr. Girl. Can we just call her a white conservative lady? (laughs) Yeah, okay. But her name's Jebediah. I don't think she's white. She's something. She's like Italian or something. Oh. Maybe Italian. She's from Jersey. <laughs> Same thing. She's white. Okay, go ahead. White bread. But anyway, Mayonnaise. so what that makes me mad because they were talking about something similar. Okay. And she was asking, asking, Sunny was asking Jebediah if um you if she thought the playing fields were even yet. Mm-hmm. And if there was still a reason for you know equal job opportunity, uh affirmative action basically. Okay. She said she didn't think there was a reason for it because it only benefited black people, and not and oh. nowadays you don't and nowadays you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Sunny had to explain mm-hmm. to her that the field that 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 it's not level yet. If you if a black person can't get a job based on their um, background, based on their education, and not the color of their skin, then it's not yet even. And she she said it for to save space, but you could tell she really didn't feel didn't get it. And that her mindset is where people are. So I can see why 
the majority of um, minorities will be poor, essentially poorer than they are now, because white people didn't think that there is a problem. Well, what people, white people who are unaware, okay. because some people know it's a problem and help, and some people know it's a problem and don't help. But the majority of white people don't think about it because it does not concern them. Right, I I agree, and if you if you if you allow me, like, to, no, um, you take it because that's all I had to say. <laughs> like, so no, I I agree, I agree with Joy. I think that what we really need to do is dispel the the myth that is America is a like I don't know, it's like everything's based on merit, like a meritocracy. Like mm-hmm. this is not. Like we've all earned what we've gotten, um, and it's always the people who 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 say all that stuff and blowhards who are like, well, we worked hard, who inherited things from their parents uh-huh. or worked for their parents, or my daddy owned the company and I just jumped on ship. Um, but this is this goes far back as far as in terms of wealth and building wealth and sustainable wealth it goes way far back. And since we're talking merit, like meritocracy and working hard, like we all know that there are people people work hard at the same like rate amongst all races, genders, classes. Like there's there's just a natural ability to people want to work hard and yeah. to succeed and excel. People exactly. want to live. It's self preservation. That's the strongest human instinct. We're all going to try our best to live the best way we can. Mm-hmm. Best way we can being the operative phrase. Uh, but this goes back to like in terms of when blacks were able to own land or work or not be openly discriminated against. So we can go far back in America, like the Homestead Act, but we don't have to. Mm-hmm. We can go to like when they were giving out loans for homes and things like that. When we had black lawyers and black doctors and teachers and dentists, and we had mm-hmm. uh, black agriculture, we had all those things. And then we had like the, uh, I want to say it wasn't, the, it wasn't the, uh, I don't want to, I'm going to lose it. Cause I know the GI bill it was for veterans. And then there was, Oh my God, I'm losing it. But there was an, there was another bill that helped. It was basically that is guaranteeing bank loans with taxpayer dollars. Uh-huh. But what they were doing was they made it so that if you worked an agricultural job or if you worked a um, a day laborer job, so, i.e., a domestic worker, a maid, or if you clean people's gu- like gutters, or if you worked fields like most black folks did in those times, you weren't qualified for that loan right so you couldn't get a home mm-hmm. so it was all these things like that or you went and fought in wars but you were not it was, i think it was like 99.5 percent of those loans went to white folks like all of those and so they were able to build own land work land use the land to build businesses on it, or use those loans to start businesses use those loans to own homes and so what they're doing is they're building up their wealth and they're selling and they're profiting and they're saving and then they're having children who have who have opportunity and access and can afford schooling and can afford the best things. And that's how you build wealth while we're scrunching along trying to scrape up table scraps. And so it doesn't surprise me that after system policy after policy after policy and more systems are implemented to keep cutting brown people off at the knees, that in 2017, that we're having studies like this, well, by 2053, our median wealth is going to be zero percent. I was like, I'm not shocked. Like, that's not a surprise to me because we... Because, like, we don't have the opportunities to build wealth. We don't have, like, when my mom passed away, I inherited debt. Like, mm. I got $2,000, $2,000 cash when my mom passed away. And wow. all that went away because they called my phone the next day. Dang. Like, so it's, like, the next day, like, oh, fresh. Oh. They were, like, um, we're trying to settle a, a debt, 
uh, dad for Rosemary Bush. We heard that you were next of kin. I'm like, how do they know she's dead already? Right. Like, it's like, so it's like, you, you, this, this is the point I'm trying to make is that like we inherit those things. We haven't had, historically haven't had the opportunities. And so until we start making moves and start trying to, I don't, and I'm not, a, I'm not a political scientist. I'm not a financial analyst. But I know that capitalism will not sustain us. We will, there will always be the poorest of us and there will always be the richest of us. And until we start having real conversations about wealth redistribution and wage and liberal wages and income equality, like we're, it's not going to stop. But we have to, people pretend that it's not me. It's because I worked hard enough for my shit. Sorry for all you, fam. And I keep swearing and I can't stop. <laughs> can't stop it. So <laughs> Well, I have a question. I didn't. I didn't put this in. I didn't tell y'all I was gonna ask this. But something that I, I've oh, no. heard, I've heard, or something that I hear <laughs> is because this is going to um, this study disproved everything. These I hear because a lot of times I hear we need to be like the Mexicans. That's what I hear. The Mexicans mm. stay together. They put all their money together. They live yeah. in one house. They, uh-uh. they, they get on food stamps, apparently. I don't know how. They buy, they, they save up all their money so that they can send some money back home, but then they have wealth and they're able to pass it on to their families. And black people, we kick our kids out of the house when they're 18 and then they have to struggle on their own. So actually this study disproves it because the Latino people are going to have it just as bad as we are. But what do y'all think about people that say that? Because I hear that a lot. Anytime we talk about how black people are poor in America, it's always our fault because um, we kick our kids out, which is valid. I mean, I don't think we need to be doing it, kicking our kids out at 18. But what do y'all think about that sentiment that we need to be more like the Mexicans? <laughs> well, I would. I would love to be like Mexicans. No, um, I would love to date one. That's my goal. No, oh, me too. I'm telling you, I really <sighs> only, saw, only saw my mother and father-in-law can cook great food, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I would, I, I will agree, disagree, because I've had this conversation with my um, only other black coworker before. She's from down south, and she's like, "That's the problem with black folks." You know, they kick their kids out and then we ought to get out and struggle. And I mean, there are a lot of conversations to be had about the black family and what it's supposed to look like. But we, to be honest, we haven't had a real idea of what it's supposed to look like, because from our time in America, it's been ripped apart, torn apart one way or another. Someone's been taken away or someone's been impeded. So it's hard for us to be like, well, this is what we should do. Um, yeah. My best friend in the world. Um, he just bought, he closed on his first, his first house, his only house last December. Uh-huh. But he lived with his mom. He's 28 years old. He lived with his mom. He graduated at 22 and lived with his mom for six years, paid off his student loans, wow. saved up enough to put a down payment on a house. And now he owns a home. He's never rented anything else before. The only other place he's ever lived is a dorm mm-hmm. aside from his mom's house. So, but like, so I can see the, the benefit of keeping your kid on past 18 and while they work and you know, while they're in school, because that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. But we can't. We also can't pretend that our black ass parents have the same opportunities and income as our counterparts because mm-hmm. they don't. So to sit here and pretend that we can afford to not ask our kids for rent now that they're eating a lot more and using mm-hmm. up a lot more electricity and doing all these things, like because it's not true. So I, I think that there is truth in what you say that we do ask our kids to grow up a lot faster than our white counterparts do, but we also need to be aware of why 
Uh Our kids have to go out and work and why our kids have to earn money or work so damn hard to get somewhere. And and it's, it's, it's all boils down to white supremacy (laughs) and how it, how it affects our lives, no matter where we are. So that's it. That's my, that's my time. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. You agree 100%, Joy? What? Surprise. I agree 100 What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we never, whenever we bring folks on here to debate, we never have a debate. No, Joy, you always got to act good. I need you to act up. I be ready, yeah. I'll no, what are you I'll talking be, I'll be, I'll be, about? I, 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 I agree <laughs> with saying. I actually, though, I can't speak on this subject matter because while I agree with what he's saying as a whole, Thank God. I have been fortunate enough to um, still be living at home, and I'm 23, 24. I'm not going to tell you which one. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I uh, am living at home, you know, because unfortunately, my life is still in that transitional phase where I'm transitioning. But um, I have seen it. And it is now it's getting to that point where I have to, you know, I need to move out. Like I have to move. I'm getting to that point where I'm going to have to go because I can't, you know, it's just not. I can't stay here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And that has nothing to do with like economy wise. It's just. Got to get out wise. (laughs) But I have been fortunate enough to have my mom know that it's a struggle and have her know that, Hey, I need to stay here. Um, while I'm getting my life together, other people are not as fortunate as that, especially, uh, minority, my friend and coworker, while she's staying at home, she has to pay rent to her rent, like at least mm-hmm. two, $300. Mm-hmm. A month, and when I heard that, I was like, "What, really?" But I, but she is not. I don't even know what to say because I can't comment on something I haven't experienced, and I know that I have been lucky, so I can't. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not one to say to make a comment on something I haven't been through. You know what I mean? Because that would be hypocritical. Uh-huh. I can appreciate that. I mean, I I also speak from a place that is 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 not so common because I don't have parents. So mm. I was like, so I was like, I was a foster kid, and then I ended up living with my aunt for the remainder of like my younger non legal years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but even as soon as I went to school, like when I didn't live at, when I lived on campus, hundred percent didn't pay rent obviously because I didn't live there for I only lived there for like four months out of the year. But once I came home to, from home and went to school and she was like, well, you need to pay rent. You need to do yeah. this and you need to do that. And I'm like, well, one, I have no life skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no money because I'm a college student. Uh, the okay. money I was earning, I was using to pay for books, supplies and thing, gas, car insurance. Yeah. Um, so it, it does, it does uh, cripple us a little bit as young black folks. And I mean, luckily enough, you, you meet the right people or you, the right kind of friends around you and life can get easier or harder sometimes and you have people who are like well if you need help i can i got your back and that's why i was blessed and lucky enough and i'm i'm glad that you're blessed and lucky enough to have or fortunate i don't even luck 
but fortunate enough to have parents or a parent, your mom, I don't know if you're you have a two-family household, a two-parent household, but who is willing to let you and acknowledge that transition is hard and acknowledge that you should be able to save and build on yourself because you shouldn't be cast out on, into the real world with zero dollars in your pocket. It just won't work. It, won't. it isn't healthy. It's not safe. Like, it's, And that sounds stupid to say out loud, but it's not safe to be poor. It's not. It's not. It's not. Start from people, do, people do extremes to, to get exactly. money. My, my friend is now... Uh, she moved back home. She left school. She moved back home. And I guess she couldn't stay there. And she's now working in the strip club, which is not bad in itself. But I know she's not only stripping. You know what I mean? It's not It's not only that. So it, it breaks my heart, but I can't do anything about it because, you know, I'm not there myself yet. Right. Long story right. short, we need to look at the data and realize we need to, you know... <sighs> Try to keep the kids in as long as we can. Because I remember in that other episode we were talking about, it said one of the reasons that black people are not, or black millennials are not able to um, gain as much wealth is because we're having to support our families, pretty much. And it's saying mm-hmm. white oh, yeah. families have, or white middle class uh, millennials have the ability to be able to, you know, save up the money on our own. But like you said, a lot of people are paying $200 a month in rent. A lot of people are paying $500 a month in rent to their family because, you know, we have to help out. It's not really a choice. So, yeah, but I do it. I pay for it. <laughs> I, was, I was the same way. And you know what makes me mad? I'm going to tell you what makes me mad. Mm-hmm. So, um, because there, and I'll be very, I'll be blunt, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up because I, I have a date. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. I was so, I'd be so mad. At, I'm, I'm gonna say it because I'm a real one, Joy. I'd be so oh. mad at you. And, <laughs> and I don't know if you ever worked. The, <laughs> I don't know if you ever worked the social media accounts, but I'm always like, I'm listening, and I'm like, oh man, I wish I could talk to Joy right now because I do not agree. <laughs> and I'd be so ready to fight. I'm like, I'd be like, I'm gonna fight Joy. That's what that's oh. it. I'm it. And then I, fi- I finally get on an episode with you, and boom, we agree on every damn thing. Yeah, that's like, what happens. That's Joy. <laughs> that's Joy for you. No, don't don't make me have to be that type of person. Like, if I don't agree, I'll let you know. I'll no, be like, yeah, she'll say it. She'll say. It. Don't apologize because it's it's funny to me. It's just funny to me because I'm sitting here like, God damn it, Joy, I was rooting for you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you had me, you had me seventy percent of the way, and then dropped off, and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I say it, but no, I I, 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 I <laughs> no, I appreciate. No, I appreciate you because I I believe I believe in discourse and I believe in having conversation with people who don't necessarily agree with you because even if you don't even if you don't go out the other side agreeing at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. to hear other perspectives because it, it's good to think outside of yourself so even when i'm mad at you i appreciate you so don't be Aww. don't think i'm saying it because i don't like you because that's not the truth i just thought you were a hologram for the longest time <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, love. i'm like there's a third there's a third girl here i was like yeah, this? yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you're back and you're and you're on more often than you want. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, there's no joy. Who is this joy they keep talking about? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was in, 
well, I don't even know, like we went out of town and then personal issues and it's just like, whatever. I understand. <laughs> but thank you for being you is what I'm saying. And thank you for being abrasive because I am too. So it's okay. <laughs> well, what do I say? Thank you, everybody. <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to this wonderful episode. Thank you so much, Charnel, for coming on the show and having a good time with us. We're going to have you oh, back there. Thank you for having soon. me. Yeah, no problem. No mm-hmm. problem. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, share your social medias with us one more time before you go, please. And your podcast. I will do that. And my podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Charnel B, C-H-A-R-N-E-I-L-B. You can follow my podcast on Twitter, too. It's uh, at Wayf underscore podcast, W-A-Y-F underscore podcast. Podcast is awesome. We have a lot of laughs. We talk about, we talk about <laughs> a lot of real stuff. And, we, you know, we just have fun doing it. Uh, you can find us. It's called What About Your Friends? Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher for a good time. What about your friends? Uh, <laughs> the white what version. About your friend? What about your friends? It makes you want to <laughs> sing the song. One, two, three. What about your friends? Boom boom ba ba boo. What about your friends? What harmonies? There you go. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the episode. Remember, you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Our Instagram is at Talk It Out Podcast, and our Twitter is at Talk It Out underscore pod. Visit our website, TIO Podcast, for episodes and blog posts. Thank you, everyone, for sharing the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our last episode. We love you guys. This has been your girl, Gabby. Joy. And KT. And. Charnel. And this has been, wait, we didn't say and this has been, and this has been Talk It Out. Talk It Out.